You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Um, I am recording this post uh, post Detroit Football Lions uh, Baltimore Ravens game. So, uh, if, if the enthusiasm is is l- lacking, it's because I am I am I am not over it. Uh, but we have a we have a uh, a weekend full of Detroit Tigers baseball to cover the last home series of the year. We will play one more home game um, on on well today when you're listening to this, uh, but but tomorrow as I'm recording this uh, against the Chicago White Sox, and then after that it is uh, it is. Away games, road games, the rest of the season. So one more, one more ride at Comerica Park till we, uh, till for the next six months, we have a nice Michigan Midwest winter, and uh, and hopefully bring in some more talent and make a run for next season, baby. But also important to note with um, with what six, seven, with seven games remaining. On our schedule, 500 is still possible. So fun. This is my September baseball, baby. This is this is my September. All the all these other teams, you know, September baseball for them means a means a run at the postseason or, or trying to sneak into the wild card or even win the division. For me, just I I need I need 81 and 81 like I need air, dog. I need it. I need it so bad. Blake Snell. I need it so bad. All right, let's get into uh, Friday's game. Usual Monday show. We will go through uh, game one. Um, Friday's game, I should just say, uh, in segment one. Saturday's game, segment two. Sunday's win in segment three. We would drop, sorry, Sunday was a loss. Saturday was the win. Um, we would drop two of three to the Royals, which is frustrating in our quest for 500. Certainly doesn't uh, doesn't help. Would have been really nice to take two of three. It'd be a lot more, uh, a lot. It would look a lot more obtainable. However, it is worthy to note that a the Twins just blow, dude. Like like the the Twins are are just bad. Okay, and I know this year we've had some weird games against the Twins, blowing like nine-run leads or or whatnot, just just crazy, crazy uh, games against them. However, uh, they are they are bad, and they are playing for draft position, and they they are bad. They are bad. So if we can, even if we only take two of three. From Minnesota, right? Even if we only take two of three from them, then we are a sweep away. We we would have to. I sh- I'm not going to say we just have to because that's that's a you know not a not a small order by any stretch. 
But we would have in our in our final series of the year, we'd go into the South Side, seventy-eight and eighty-one, and a three-game sweep away from being five hundred. And the White Sox have already made it very clear that they are not going to be playing their. Um, they're not going to be strategizing for um, for like immediate success. They are going to preserve. They are going to make sure they go into the postseason healthy, and that is going to be their strategy. Uh, TLR has said it, and just the the organization as a whole has been playing that way. So not totally unobtainable. I still have a lot of faith, baby. This is my this is my September. This is our September, folks. The the path to five hundo. I need it. I need it so badly. All right, let's get started here. Uh, Friday's game. I was at this game, um, and I, and I will say, I this game was from the Tigers' perspective an absolute snooze fest. Uh, the offense was was very very quiet. Did not get a whole lot going, and and had a decent amount of base runners to be honest with you, but like zero threats to score um, outside of the uh, outside of the Haas single. Like like truly no no like immediate threat to score really at any point. A lot of leaving runners on first. A lot of leaving runners in scoring position. Um, and and I I had a fantastic time. We were celebrating, you know, a, a, a birthday in our group, and and went out there and had a big old group in left field. If uh, if you were if you were at Friday's game, I'm sure you you ran into that that mob under the scoreboard in, in left field at some point. Also, I did. I I'm horrible with names, and not only am I horrible with names, but just at Comerica, I'm, I usually. And, and meeting and and hearing a lot of names, uh, so so I apologize for for not remembering uh, for not remembering your name. But um, I, I did in the upper deck before we went down to left field. I uh, I met I met a, a listener who told me that that him and his uh, housemate listened to the show every morning as they were like getting ready for their day, and that just made me very happy. Like. Like obviously, like every time I, I go to Comerica, you know, I, I meet listeners and, and fans and stuff, and it's super super cool. Um, it's it's awesome. I, I love how interactive everybody is. But but hearing like specifically, like like the part of their like daily routine, you know what I mean? That like involves me is just like still like so surreal and weird to me. Like. Like oh yeah, like like as we're getting ready for our day. So so again, I'm horrible with names. I get a lot of names thrown at me those nights, and uh, and and had a few ginger rails too. So so I apologize for not remembering your name, but but uh, yeah, if I took a picture with you and met you in the upper deck concourse before uh, in the middle of the game, just like shout shout out you and your your housemate dog. That's uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad I'm glad I can uh, give you a little pep in your step. As you're drinking your morning Joe, getting ready, getting ready for the day. Okay, this game three to one final for your uh, for your Detroit Tigers. A loss. Nico Goodrum has been playing absolutely horribly. 
Um, and, and the sad part is like, he has to play shortstop every day, like almost, uh, I mean, we truly, I mean, you guys have all been watching this team just as much as I have. Um, the shortstop position defensively is such a black hole of awfulness for this team. And so I, I he, like, he has to play shortstop. He has to, because he's the only semi-competent defensive shortstop in not only the entire major league team, like one of the only ones in the entire organization. So like he has to, he, he has to play there, but he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a freaking boat at the moment. Uh, and, and really hasn't been able to all year. And I know he's had some injury stuff, but uh, you know what's wild? And I was, I was talking to uh, some people at the game Friday about this too. Um, it, it's wild to me that we are only like two years removed from Nico Goodrum being like, at the time, debatably one of our best players. Like how crazy is that? Second half of 2019, there were people on, on 97-1, there were people just, I mean, and, and it wasn't like a ridiculous take either. Like that, I mean, the team lost 114 games, dog. Like, I, I mean, we are genuinely two years removed. That's it. Two calendar years removed from a team where Nico Goodrum was like one of the only players in the entire roster that people looked at and were like, yo, like. This dude might still be around when we're good again, and even that, he like he'll probably be like a super utility player. And I still hold the belief that he has some value in that role, just not not playing every day. I not not playing every day. I I no longer think that he can be like he's just not a good enough hitter to be like the the like Ben Zobrist type of you know I play 140 games but don't play the same position twice in a row ever kind of a like Ben Zobers was an all-star through that right he's he he I I no longer hold the belief that Nico Goodrum should be playing like over 100 games for a for a playoff team the the bat is just not there these days it's pretty brutal to be honest with you um and I I guess I'm saying all this when he he did have a double he was one of only two extra base hits the entire night but uh this whole weekend, it was highlighted several times that he was just not not good. Uh, Eric Haas drew a walk. I think he drew a walk Sunday. He definitely drew a walk Sunday, too. Um, cra- big ups, Eric Haas, man. If he can... My opinion of Eric Haas going forward would change dramatically if he could just draw some freaking walks every once in a while, you know? Like... Like, like drastically different opinion of what he could be as a major league player. If, if he could just draw a few more walks, man. For real. Uh, Harold Castro, Ofer, Jamer Ofer with a couple walks. Robbie Grossman with a signature Robbie Grossman game with uh, Ofer 1 and 3 walks. I absolutely love that, man. Uh, Badu Ofer, OPS down to 772. Des Cameron came in to pinch hit, struck out. Uh, yeah, not too much on the offensive front. And then the pitching front, there's not like a whole lot either. Um, Casey Mize would get the start, but they're doing the innings restriction. So, uh, so like, yeah, like three, he pitched three innings. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. 
two hits, one run, three Ks. Like it wasn't a bad performance, but he pitched three. It's hard for me to analyze a three inning outing knowing that's like that's like not, you know, what that that's not his future. Obviously, the the plan is for him to go six, seven, eight. So, uh, three innings, he, he looked fine. The stuff was fu- fine, I guess. Um, made a mistake, obviously. I'll 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 take it. Sure. Three Ks and three innings pitch is also like kind of off brand for him. If you're going like rate wise, like his K per nine would not indicate. It's actually, his K per nine this year is actually pretty darn low. Uh, so so I guess you you can take three Ks and and three innings out of it as a nice thing. But uh, I'm not going to get too hung up on on giving up an earned run or two. It like it's hard to play the 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 you know the rate and the ratio game with with only three innings, knowing that that's not what he's going to be doing for his whole career. Then Urania, uh, then Alex Lang. Uh, Urania was fine. He's honestly kind of killing it in this role of uh, like piggybacking off of Scooble and Mize on on their short days. So I mean, good for him. He's got a week left as a Tiger. Live it up, buddy. Uh, Alex Lang, one and a third, gave up a run. Uh, the command was was woeful to say the least. Uh, didn't walk anyone, I guess, but uh, was missing in the zone instead of out of the zone. Kyle Funkhauser, two-thirds of an inning, uh, clean. Derek Holland came in, gave up a run. Derek Holland's been, like, actually kind of okay since the All-Star break. He's one that'll be kind of interesting for me to see what we do uh, this offseason. I can't imagine we'd bring him back, but it also wouldn't, like, be too terribly shocking given, again, his his post-All-Star break numbers are a lot better than his pre. So that'll be interesting. And then, yeah, Joe Jimenez ends the game. One inning, two Ks. Really good inning, honestly. The best he's looked in a minute. He's another one. Uh, will be really interesting to see if we just don't bring him back at all. Uh, if we take him to arbitration. Or if we just give him a low ball contract. Uh, all these three are very much on the table for him. Alright, so like a pretty uneventful game on Friday. So we don't spend too much more time on it. Just um, Yeah, but for all the people that, that came up and say said hi... I, I always love that stuff just in general. Uh, and there, like I said, there was a big group of us Friday having a good time. So uh, we, we were acquiring people. It was a great time. Um, yeah, nice little birthday celebration for, uh, for, for as, as most listeners probably know, if you're, if you're active on the Twitter sphere, uh, add Donnie Kelly, baby. Happy birthday. Happy 21. Live it up. All right. Let's head into uh, Saturday's game. Saturday's game being the win of the series, so a, a pretty a lot more enjoyable of a game to talk about. First, though, got to talk to you all about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got a device that lets you catch the game live, another lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. It means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter, the confusion, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. It's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies based on package. And I also got to tell you guys about Get Upside. Tigers fans, this is Scott Bentley, and I have an incredible app for everyone who buys gas. It's that simple. Get upside. My listeners are already making $0.25 cents 
for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code BASEBALL, promo code BASEBALL, and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. It's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use promo code BASEBALL. To get 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. And there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use promo code BASEBALL to get 50% gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code BASEBALL for GetUpside. All right, y'all. Let's get into this Saturday game, this Saturday dub. Uh, one to five. One to five final for your Detroit Tigers. This one was a, mm, a much different story offensively, for certain. The, the thing is, this team needs a, a, another fear bat. And we've been saying it all offseason. Chris Castellani, before I took over, said it a million times. This team needs a fear bat in the middle of the lineup. Uh, we scored five runs. We had, we had 11 hits and three walks. You know, we had we had 14, that's math, 14 base runners uh, this game and, and scored five runs out of it. Great. Obviously, that's great. Four doubles, beautiful. But the the... Especially the last like month and a half, the the runners in scoring position situation has been weak, and we just need more bats in that lineup to to take advantage of runners in scoring position and stuff. It's it's so important and it's so blatantly obvious when you're watching the games, and I think that that's you know when when you have to watch every single I shouldn't say have to geez when you watch every single game, uh, you, you notice. Right, it's it's very very noticeable how how many just there's just feels like like it just you don't actually feel like you're act like you're about to to attack or take advantage of everything like it, it it's just different and and this team has exceeded any and all expectations coming into the year and deserves so much credit but it's just more of a testament to to still being. A, a few pieces and a few steps away from being that true contender that we all that we all desperately want again so badly in this city. Uh, so offensively, like I said, I mean it was pretty much a, a, a hit parade. Badu one for three, Scopey two for three, uh, Scopey with a walk. By the way, always love to see Scopey drawing walks. Robbie Grossman one for three, also with a walk because that's what the king does. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, three for four with four RBIs. That is a vintage Miggy game. OPS at 716. I would love for him to end the season with an over 400 slugging percentage. That would make me really happy. He's at 395 as it stands currently. He's going to fall just short of the uh, of 3,000 hits, but he'll get it like like two weeks into next season. Uh, so that'll be a kind of a fun thing we can we can wait the offseason for. But yeah, three for four with four RBIs. Had a nice double there. Uh, Jamer, two for four with a ribby as well. Jamer's been, man, so impressive, man. 806 OPS and leading the MLB in doubles. 
his 42nd double of the year. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. 66th RBI of the year for Jamer Candelario as well. And those four for Miggy would put him at 75. Um, let's see. Harold Castro, one for two. Solid. Nico Goodrum, 0 for two. It's a day that ends in Y. Isak Paredes, 0 for four. Isak getting the start. Uh, would not look, honestly, he looked completely lost at the plate. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I feel like I just said, I'm going to be honest with you like four times there. I'm sorry. Uh, he, he looked really bad at the plate Saturday and he would look a lot better Sunday. So like way to make adjustments or whatever, maybe just a bad day. We all have bad days at work, but, uh, yeah, he, he looked, I was not impressed whatsoever with Isak's, uh, Saturday performance, Dustin Garneau. Oh, for Victor Reyes. Victor Reyes, one for one. His OPS is now over 700 on the year. I'm going to get bullied into giving that dude flowers this offseason. Uh, and then Daz Cameron would go 0 for 2 with two strikeouts at well. He just looks straight up overpowered and did all weekend at the major league level. I, I think it's pretty much a guarantee that, uh, that Daz is going to start next season in Toledo. Uh, and then pitching-wise. For this game, Tarek Skubal goes four innings because he was pitching so well. Four innings, one hit, no runs, no walks, one strikeout. So a really weird game where usually he is very much, it's either a strikeout or the ball is crushed off the bat, right? Like he, it's either a K or he gives up 105 miles an hour exit velo. <laughs> uh, this was not that. This was inducing quite a lot of weak contact. Still some hard contact mixed in there, some hard line outs and, and, and hard ground ball outs, but only one hit in four innings and, and only one strikeout and, and was very keen on attacking the zone and trying to get, uh, trying to induce that soft contact. And it worked better than it really probably has all year uh, because he is, this whole season, he has been so gun ho on that uh you know, I don't want to call it all or nothing, but it, I mean that very much that it's either a K or, or like I said, it's 105 off the bat. So interesting to see that. I don't know if that's just like the day he was having or if whether that's a developmental thing or what, but something to keep an eye on um, to uh, to end the season here. I think he'll probably have one more start in him. Drew Hutchinson would go uh, just under three innings, three hits, one run. It wasn't earned, two walks. Uh, oh yeah, this is the game that Nico Goodrum made a horrific play uh, in the field as well. Just, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Drew Hutchinson, again, like I've said it a million times, if, if he can come in and, and do this as a long reliever, I mean, he's got a spot not only for the rest of this year, but uh, could very well play his way into a spot um next season as well. I mean, we'll see what happens in spring ball, but, uh, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, he's, he, he's a threat to be some, you know, great reliever next year or anything, but I, I think he's at least earned a spring invite next year. I mean, I mean, he's been really, really solid as kind of that piggyback, not piggyback starter really, but you know, that thing Urania is doing where it just comes in and gives you three after the, the innings limit starter goes out there. So, so big ups to him, man. That's, that's impressive. Kyle Funkhauser, one inning, two hits, and a walk, but would not give up uh, any runs. I guess that's fine. Sure, uh, he he would give up uh, give up 
one of the inherited runs, whatever. One strikeout. Funk is is weird, man. He he has days where he would just look awful, and you're like, wow, this is the same dude that has been lighting it up for the last week, and it's it's just weird. Um, I'll be looking for a little more consistency next season. Okay, Michael Fulmer. Then uh, ends the game, one and a third, one hit, no runs, no walks, two strikeouts. Very, very good outing from Michael. Uh, I don't know if he has the chance to make that ERA sub three going into the offseason, if he's going to have enough appearances left in the last seven games to do that. But that would be super cool to see him have a have a nice sub three ERA out of the pen given his career. That would, that would be a nice feel-good story. Okay, let's get into uh, the final game, Sunday's game. This, this, honestly, I'm gonna call it brutal. Two to one, kind of grinded out loss to the Kansas City Royals. First, though, we're gonna talk really quickly about our best friends over at Built Bar: coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. Y'all know the flavors. My favorite flavor. Y'all also know that it's orange. Cookies and cream right there behind it. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you get the mixed box. Two of each of the nine flavors. When you guys are are, are, are like my, my pals that are listening to this during their morning routine. You can get that mixed box and then you just grab and go. Right when I'm right when I shut up and start babbling. Like stop, stop babbling. And stop just just talking nonsense for half an hour. You can uh, you can get your suit on. Get, grab a built bar, head out the door, get about your day. All right. Not only are built bars the best tasting, but they're amazingly healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors. They're all tasty and they're all healthy. So order today. Get that orange, strawberry, double chocolate, whatever you fancy. Get that. Get that mixed box, man. It's so clutch. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, let's wrap it up really quick with this uh, with this Sunday game, 2-1 to one loss to the Kansas City Royals. This Royals team is also not horrible. I, I want to make that clear. Like this, this is not... This is a Royals team that's trending upwards. I think they're probably like a year and a half, maybe two years behind like where we are in our rebuild. Like they got some really good young pitching on the way. Uh, this team's gonna finish in the mid seventies and wins. You know, like like could finish with less than ninety losses. Like they're they're not they're not horrible. And um, I mean, geez, their catcher is like gonna maybe hit fifty home runs. So like. <laughs> This is this is not a this is not a slouch of a team by any stretch, but um, definitely going to be a team that we're going to have to keep an eye on uh, for this decade going forward. Because when when like we're on the come up, and, and hopefully when we're relevant and fighting for the division again, uh, the Royals won't be there right when we get there, but they won't be too far behind. And uh, as as bad as the AL Central is right now, uh, the the mid twenties could be uh, pretty darn electric when it comes to um, the uh, when when it comes to the competition in that division. Could get really really interesting very very quickly in uh, in, in a few years. 
Okay, uh, so let's just get Willie Peralta out of the way. Four and two-thirds, eight hits, two runs, three walks, three Ks. He had 100 pitches and didn't get through the fifth inning. Um, yeah, I mean, look, man, Willie Peralta doesn't strike people out. He He's a, he's a ground ball, soft contact, pop-out kind of a pitcher. And um, that's going to, you know, has the ability to work against some teams. And you're also just going to have outings where you give up eight hits in four innings. <laughs> and then when you walk three people on top of that, uh, yeah. So so uh, Willie Peralta is definitely someone we'll cover in our off-season episodes. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that at the end. we got some bookkeeping stuff. I want to ask you guys your opinions of, of some off-season episodes. But, um, so, yeah, Willie Peralta, again, like, has done... 20-fold, what we have asked of him, not, we'll never slander the man uh, for this season. Definitely did, uh, did, did more than his fair share of pulling and way more than, than we ever could have asked him to do. Uh, but he's going to have outings like this because he, he's not a swing and miss pitcher. Derek Holland then came in. Uh, two innings of clean ball, back on the horse. Good for Holland. Um, He's another one. Be interesting this offseason. Joe Jimenez, then a clean one in the third. And then Brian Garcia ends the game with uh, with a clean inning. Brian, I mean, yeah, my opinion of Brian Garcia doesn't change at all based on that clean inning. Uh, uh, and then the offense. We score one run. We have five hits and three walks. And one of those walks was intentional. And the other hit was a double in the ninth. So, yeah. Look, man, like, like, like before again, before the ninth inning, and I mean, we we would score run one run, get one of those runs back in the ninth. So that's that that's good. But but pre ninth inning, I mean, this offense got got kind of dominated. To be honest with you, and again, when when they were when they were put in situations to take advantage or to bounce on, on an opportunity and attack an opportunity to, to bring in a run or, or, or drive in anything. Uh, it was not really taken advantage of. You got You got to take advantage of, of early base runners. It's one thing to, you know, have a two out walk and not score them, but, but lead off base runners, you got to drive home. You have to. You got man on third and less than two outs. Gotta drive him home. You gotta you gotta take advantage of some of these more. And, and nothing's gonna change in the last seven games this season, but that's certainly something that going into next season, a nice fear bat, a nice uh, a, a nice bat in this lineup that you can just count on to drive in runs. Really, really gonna be important for this offseason. All right. But I'm not even gonna go through individual performances for Sunday. This was just Isak looked a ton better. Isak looked great. I mean, we were getting like no hit through like four or whatever. So I like whatever. I don't. We're not. We scored one run. We lost. Okay. Next. Okay. Let's uh, let's end on some. Okay. First off, we need to go six and one in our last seven to go five hundred. Road to five hundred still very much intact. Don't let this this series loss to the Royals derail your optimism for a second. We ball. We're still all in. Um, for the off season. Okay. We got some interviews coming out. Okay. I'll, I'll tease 
Oh, I won't tease it till it happens, actually. I'm sorry. I, I We have an interview set up for this week with a Tigers draftee, a dude that, that, dude that was drafted this year, just this past, this most recent draft, uh, uh, one of the pitchers. So, we will, I, I'm not going to release that interview until after the season, uh, because I will have plenty of content and games to recap until the season ends, but the season ends in literally a week, so, you know, I'm not asking you to wait, you know, months. Um, so after the season ends and like the playoffs are on and, and, you know, the Tigers themselves will have very little content to go over, then we'll start putting out those interviews. Um, and we got, we got a few more lined up, more draftees, more, more people in the Oregon stuff. So super, super fun off season as, as far as those go. The other thing that I want to run by everyone, and if this is like stupid or too time consuming or not enough content or whatever, just let me know. True. Like you guys, you like, like I, I'm the one that talks, but I mean, you guys drive the ship, whatever you guys want to listen to is, is what we will do. So, um, I, I was thinking about a series where we take like a super deep dive like crazy, like analytics or, or like the opposite side, like super, like raw numbers, game tape, even like, like super deep dive, all three segments on one player. And we go through every single person of note that played for the Detroit Tigers this season. And that'll be, I mean, that'll cover, you know, the first like month or honestly more, the first almost two months of the offseason. And obviously, you know, if we make a big trade or anything newsworthy happens, we sign somebody, then we, you know, it doesn't have to be all in a row. But I, I feel like that's a nice way to get us through the offseason. Um, and then going into next season, like spring training or whatnot, uh, we can then kind of do the same thing again, but instead of recapping the previous season, do expectations for the next season. If those are too similar and that's stupid, then like just tell me and we can either do one or the other. I'd probably prefer, if you only wanted me to do one, I'd probably prefer to wait until the spring then um, and in uh, in like February, just start doing like player expectations for next year. Um, or maybe like the deep dive isn't necessary and we can do like what we can only do like one segment. I mean, it's still 10 minutes, right? I try to make each of these segments 10 minutes long because uh, these shows are supposed to be around half an hour. So maybe, maybe we don't need like the super, super deep dive and we just do, um, we can crank out a lot more and then have more of an off season for more content. Um, and we can just do, or, or I don't know, or like the super deep dive for this one. And then the one segment one for the spring one, like we can do, we can make them both work. I don't know. That's, that's where my head's at. We have, we have some interviews lined up, which will, which will get out there. Um, but I'm just trying to, I'm already just starting to brainstorm about off season content. Cause this is important to me and I don't want to, uh, I, I want, I want passion for this team to, to be maintained uh, and listenership and all that to be maintained through the offseason. So 
brainstorm with me if if you guys have ideas and and you know I I've used ideas that uh, that listeners have said on the show before. So was that English? Did I say that correctly? You get what I'm saying. Um, so so yeah. Any ideas you have for segments? Any ideas you guys have for any of that? Let me know. Um, but that's kind of where my head's at to start. That's where my head's at to start. Interviews and then and then you know season recaps for individual players, whether that's full episodes or segment by segment, or like maybe there's a happy medium where like some players deserve a full episode, but you know like Nico Goodrum deserves like a segment. I don't know. I don't know. You guys tell me where your head's at. We got a we got a little over a week to uh, to, to figure it out. It's not a, not a dire emergency, but definitely start brainstorming with me. If you guys if you guys got fun ideas, let me know. Um, and, and like we have the scorecard segment that I want to get into too, where we go through uh, those old scorecards because I I've been keeping score at damn near every game I've been to since I was like seven. So uh, I I have a I have a triple digit. Uh, amount of, of scorecards in my bedroom. Uh, so, so we got, we got plenty of stuff and, and I, I know everybody has been talking to me about the scorecards anyway and want me to do them this season, but I, I have plenty of content during the season. So I want to save them for the off season. So that's my excuse for that. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'm, I'm not worried at all. I just want to make sure uh, that it's very clear that you guys are in the driver's seat with that kind of stuff. I uh, just want to have a good time with y'all. All right. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I know this ran a little... Blah, 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 blah. I know this ran a little long, but I, I just wanted to make it abundantly clear um, and, uh, and and get all those ideas out there for, uh, for the offseason. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. Thank you guys for listening. Love y'all. And go Tigers, baby.